Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, I think. I'm just a bit all over the shop emotionally at the moment. Um, and I think I think it's just a combination of things. I think lo- loads of people can relate to this. It's kind of end of the year stuff. Um, hormones, I, t- I touched on all the hormonal stuff going on with me at the minute and like the HRT and just like, it's just a lot. And I think I'm a bit unbalanced and it's, it's interesting how much our hormones can affect our day-to-day mood. You know, some days I'm like, right, I've got this. And other days you know, it, it, the anxiety is quite bad. And I, I think it's, you know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> it's been a very strange time. And also, I don't know, I mean, this is probably really sexist, but I think a lot of people feel like this. But I saw something the other day, like, what's your gift to your husband at Christmas? And I'm like, well, well, it said, my gift is him having to show up without having to worry about any of it before and I think as women we do take it on don't we like around this time of year and especially you know if you're trying to wrap up work for you know so you can have a bit of a break over the festive period you also have all of the Christmas stuff to do there's probably stuff going on at your kids school and your nursery and their nurseries as well that you've got to remember yeah like like cards it's a lot it's actually yeah and even just like Christmas jumper day and whatever all the days that you have to remember to take something into school and then they look at you and they go oh you forgot oh my god this is what's happening to me this is my reality this is what's happening to me virtually every single day did you not read the parent (laughs) mail it's like no I fucking didn't because I'm juggling a billion other things and you know I just find all of that side of it making it makes it even worse and obviously I'm trying to decide I'm sure lots of people listening that I've got a 2021 uh, admissions child um uh, the yeah. cutoff date is the 15th of January and we we, we can't go yeah. around and see any of the schools like a few of the schools you can kind of do an outside tour but um again when I thought we were going to be doing that that was in November and then we were in lockdown so it's just weird like how yeah. am I supposed to make a decision on Luna's schools having not seen any of them I don't know what they're like yeah. I can't get a feel of them you know people are, and like I switched this lady yesterday and she was like what do you want to know and I was like tell me everything <laughs> how about we start with everything and then we'll go on from there it's it's mad isn't it like wh- when you chose axles just quickly did you go round well yeah. yeah 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 I did go round but if you remember so this time last year we wasn't even living in this house yeah. yet so we hadn't even exchanged on this house yet so we didn't know that we were 100% 
going to be living here and I remember that being quite stressful um because obviously there's that deadline I think is yeah like you said like around the 15th of Jan and you're literally (gasps) thinking oh my god like I only had yeah it was a couple of weeks that I had to yes you know make sure that we we had an address basically um but I did go around I went around to a few but not loads um and you know what it came down to in the end it's it's really weird you know what though in a way going around actually can confuse you more (laughs) because I like went around to see one which a school that Axel's was not at now and I was like oh this is really nice oh I really like this blah 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 and then I went to another um, another viewing and I was speaking to a parent and I was like oh what did you think of that that other school and they were like oh no I didn't like it and then they pointed out all these faults that I hadn't even Picked like seen myself so it's I think you can get quite swayed by things and I don't know like this is probably so silly but I think you can get swayed by what it looks like yes this is like, this is the thing isn't it and isn't yeah. that weird that that's such a weird mentality yeah. that goes that that sort of transcends across so many different aspects of life that people judge things on how they look and and even my friend yeah, just said to me exactly. on the phone now do not be put off by the way this school looks on the outside because when you go in yes or I'm not allowed to go yeah. in but when you have a look at the videos and you see it, it 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 really opens up and it's absolutely beautiful and our kids are really happy but then you speak to another mate and and then she's like oh actually I'm trying to pull my kids out of that primary and I'm like Oh, great. I have not got a clue. This is the thing. Like, I really, I mean, for me, it ended up being which, like, what school was closer. So, like, I just went for the closest school. All of the kids live, like, on this road or around these roads. I can walk to school in, like, six minutes or something ridiculous like that. The nursery for Gigi is next door. So, you went for convenience. Yeah. I went for convenience and actually it's worked okay. out really well. He's really, really happy because the thing is, there's always going to be different teachers, diff- you know, different kids in the yeah. class. You can't control any no. of that. And as long as like you like the head and they seem like they've got their stuff together, yeah. then... Cool, Any teachers want to get in touch at the moment, please drop me a DM and just make me feel better. <laughs> Anyone that can make me feel better right now. And if you could send something across from my anxiety as well, that would be mega. Um, but um, interesting that we're sort of touching on anxiety because the person that we are chatting to today um, definitely suffered from, well, she, she, she tells us in the chat that she suffered from postnatal anxiety and obviously having a baby yeah. during lockdown. Anybody else that's listening yes. that also gave birth this year will know how terrifying in parts it's been it's just been not 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 normal yeah no I mean we really wanted to get someone on who had had been through this whole experience this year just having just had a baby without the clubs and without the coffee morning meetups and all that kind of stuff yeah so G I think we should get into it who are we chatting to today today we are chatting to Ali Bastian So today's guest, another pinch me moment, actually, because she is one of our favourite females. We both grew up watching her on our screens uh, in Hollyoaks. Uh, She's been uh, in the bill. She is an ex-Strictly contestant from 2009. Uh, Earlier on this year, she gave birth to her first daughter, Isla, in lockdown. Um, Today's guest is the wonderful Ali Bastian. Hello. Hello. Thank you for the most (laughs) amazing intro. That was lovely. (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, I think. Yeah, I'm all right. A bit sleep deprived. (laughs) Don't never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Never know how my sentence 
courses are going to end. So this could be interesting. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so funny, isn't it? Because when people ask you before you're a parent how you are, you sort of go, yeah, no, fine, thanks. And you don't really think of anything of it. And then when someone says, how are you as a parent? You're like, I don't know. I don't know how I, I am. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a hard question at the moment as well, isn't it? Life has been so insane that it's like, can any of us go, you know, like we would, it's so British, isn't it? Oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's great. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's a big mixed bag of what a crazy year, really. Yeah. yeah. And you you gave birth in March this year. So pretty much as we were going into lockdown, what was yeah. that whole experience like? My goodness. Um, so I had Isla, it was literally about four days, I think, before the lockdown, something like that. And wow. we didn't know... Um, we didn't know we were going into lockdown, you know, it was because it was quite sudden, wasn't it, when it actually happened. Yes. But then, um, I don't know, co- everything was gaining momentum and we had a real sense of it when we were in the hospital that it was, um, you know, that it was all getting really serious. And we had uh, an amazing midwife who just, uh, um, who basically sat us down as we were leaving and she said, look, just, you know, she kind of told us what was coming and she said, go home, shut the door. Don't, you're going to want to see all your family and friends yeah. and everything. And she said, just don't, just go, just close the door and just wow. be you guys, go to ground. And so we took her really seriously and we did. And we literally shut the front door. I didn't see anyone for three months. Didn't I didn't leave the house for three months. So oh I look God. back and I'm like, gosh, that was a thing that happened. <laughs> like it was quite yeah. insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember the first time, like um, just... I said I was really getting cabin fever and uh, yeah Isla was about three months old we still hadn't she hadn't met anybody she'd seen my mum through the window but that was it and I, I was like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and post a letter I'm gonna get that we've got a post <laughs> I felt like I was in you know not to make light of it all but like 28 days later or something it just felt so strange to have these feelings of it all feeling so unsafe in my yeah. area that I've lived for years and is my home and it just uh, yeah it was uh, I don't know there's so many different aspects to that as well I mean I suppose the other side of the coin was we um you know we had our baby I had a c-section that was planned but only a few days before because I had right. a late late diagnosis of um diabetes and she was a whopper so <laughs> that was uh, what I opted for and the moment they put her in my arms I was like yes good, good decision. <laughs> made the right choice <laughs> yeah. Right choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah so that thanks you know the experience of having her and having my c-section was amazing and I'm you know just the most magical life-changing moment isn't it when they put your baby in your arms um yeah yeah and uh and then we came home and um David my husband works in the west end and he was um so his show was well just put on ice basically immediately he was in Mamma Mia and uh so he didn't you know he didn't go back to work it got to the end of that paternity leave ridiculous two weeks that they get um and uh and then we've just been in our own little bubble. And in some ways it's been incredible because there's he and Isla are so bonded. He's, you know, whereas he'd work eight shows a week normally, he's, you know, would have missed every single bath time and bedtime. He's here for everything. And we, we find ourselves co-parenting where that wasn't necessarily the plan, but it's yeah. what, you know, it's what's happening. So can we just take you back to your pregnancy? So pre-corona, pre-pandemic, what you know how how was your pregnancy you mentioned that you were um 
diagnosed with late gestational diabetes. So mm. how did that go? How did that come up? And um, were you okay otherwise? Just tell um, us a bit about your pregnancy. There was, uh, well, <laughs> I was really sick until I was about 20 weeks pregnant. So that oh, was God. So the early stages, I mean, God, just to think, it's nice actually to think not not nice to think of being sick but nice to think back through it all really because you know we find ourselves in the throes of parenting and you know don't always reflect on how it all started but yeah and yeah. yeah I was quite anxious I think the first three months I told I couldn't keep it a complete secret and I didn't feel like that was the thing for me to do actually and I needed quite a lot of support because I was feeling really unwell so I told close friends and family but I was uh waiting for that 12-week scan to kind of settle myself a little bit um yeah so I definitely I remember that I remember feeling every little twinge everything that happened I was really sort of aware of it all um and then I then got into the second trimester and as that went on I started to feel a lot better myself and actually had a really lovely time um yeah I just remember that being a really good time and I just I, I really enjoyed being pregnant and going I went out a lot I went to some you know amazing events and red carpet things and I don't know I just it was you felt very special yeah, yeah, it, I, did, yeah. I did and I kind of let myself you know, just enjoy that and love that and, and I did and uh, I suppose things were in an interesting space professionally because uh the, our industry is notoriously not the best for families and pregnant women and I found that work slowed down a lot lot sooner than I thought it was going to but then right. at the, so I was a bit Oh yeah, I remember being a bit like, oh, okay, this is how this is. And then I thought, right, well, sod it. I'm going to just enjoy life and just be me yeah. and inhabit my own skin and my own body and be okay with not pretending to be someone else for a while, just be in my own experience. And um, yeah, so I, I had a really great time. And then I got sort of into the third trimester and I remember, oh God, I had that, what's it, SPD? um and pelvic girdle pain oh god yes. yeah we yes sweet jesus there is like nothing like that um so i it, that really slowed me down a lot uh and i yeah i just remember because i was big as well i got really really big and that was, well she was big I, wasn't she she was How, big so I, she yeah. had a, a growth spurt basically um it was my 36 week checkup. They measured me and they were like, oh, okay, you've really shot off the charts here. So they sent me off to have a scan. And then um, on the scan, she was measuring the 100th centile um, sort of head and tummy and everything. And so um, then I was directly to, uh, sent to the diabetes clinic and had to monitor my blood sugar. And then I really quickly ended up with a diagnosis of diabetes. And then once I was sort of um, aware of that and checking my blood sugar after every meal I realized that actually the times I was peaking I felt it and that actually I'd probably been feeling that for a while but hadn't I just Mm. put it down to sort of other pregnancy um symptoms and the fact I was so thirsty and up in the night and you know weeing all the time in the night and just all that sort of stuff I just thought was normal and I think for some people it I think actually for some not to worry anybody because they are normal pregnancy symptoms and being thirsty and all of that but for me um, that probably was pointing towards something different. And uh, what was it like to get that diagnosis, Ali? What went through your mind at that point? It really shook me up, actually. To, mm. be, to be honest, um, yeah, it was just really scary. It was just to suddenly 
find myself uh, uh, labelled a high risk pregnancy later on, so late on. And then with with COVID and everything that was happening and that gaining momentum, um, I it was quite difficult to speak to anybody (laughs) about what Mm. to do really and um and about the birth and I think that was the biggest impact on me was I hadn't really looked into I hadn't really thought about my birth plan until quite late on and then I really had sort of constructed an ideal of how I'd like it to be which is probably whatever happens because everybody I think you know it's kind of a truth universally acknowledged that everything is very changeable and you, it's you know you can't really predict mm-hmm. that, how it's going to be but I think probably going through the process of thinking how would I like this experience to be was probably important but I I did for me no sooner had I put my pen down on that than everything went out the window. and you chose hypnobirthing didn't you yeah. That was that was what you wanted to do. That's how you wanted to have your birthing experience. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. And I found that really useful anyway. Like I think that's really a value, whatever type of birth you like to have or whatever type of birth you end up having. They're just amazing tools for your toolkit. And I think the biggest thing it taught me was to have a sense of age. It, it really, actually, I'm so, so grateful for it because when that happened and I suddenly got that diagnosis, I had a I still had a sense of okay what do I want to happen now how am what is it's my body my birth my baby I didn't want to start feeling like things were just happening to me and decisions were being made outside of me um and so it gave me that confidence to to really tune into okay what what is true for me right now what do I want to happen and I knew I wanted to have a c-section at that point and so I really kind of advocated for myself and um you know luckily my they they heard me I spoke to a consultant he respected my wishes and you know it's not always the case if you have a bigger baby that that's what happens it's not what everybody wants and um I think it's you know quite usual that they probably induce you but I for me that that didn't feel I just had this feeling that it wouldn't all end very well for us so I um pushed for it and I think that's the confidence it gave me because I probably prior to that would have been a bit of a oh okay well I'll wait and see what they tell me and see what yeah. you know what's what and I yeah it just gave me that that sense of agency and I think that's the the most em- empowering and important thing with hypnobirthing that that comes out of it really even if that is you know earlier on it was how do you want the room to be what music would you like what you know who do you want with you how are you going to handle those conversations with your wider family about who you want at the hospital and all of that kind of stuff it just sort of puts you a bit more in the driving seat and I think that's yeah gives you the confidence yeah to make your own decisions I guess Hmm. do you think um you know you mentioned that COVID, you know, that the talk of COVID and the talk of a lockdown was kind of circling and it was harder to talk to someone. Mm. Do you think that impacted your decision to have a C-section when everything is out of control? That is something you can control, isn't it? Yeah, that's really perceptive, actually. And I, I think that is, uh, that was part of it. I hadn't really thought about it in that way. But yes, I think I wanted to take away some of the unknowns and uh, at that point and yeah even on reflection I feel like that's still that was valid for me and that was important. Did did they tell you because a very good friend of mine has just been diagnosed with gestational diabetes and she's 20 weeks pregnant um, not her first pregnancy but 
Yeah, it was a real shock. I had her on the phone the other day and bless her, she was really upset. Mm-hmm. They've told her um, no sugars, no carbs throughout the rest of the pregnancy. Yeah, Basically the two food groups that I lived on for the last <laughs> yeah, 20 weeks. <laughs> she can't yeah, eat. Yeah, exactly. It's cruel. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Is, is that right? Is that what it yeah, was for you? Yeah. So it was a really, it's, <sighs> it's quite a strict diet that you have to go on kind of straight away. And if should we ever have more children as well, I'll have to go on that diet straight away um and and I hope god if I'm sick again like I was as well I just lived on carbs I lived on yeah you know, crackers and things like that um but yeah it's really a, 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 a carbohydrate controlled diet you can't cut carbs out completely and sugars out completely because you're pregnant and you need your body needs them but it's just really a, a kind of measured amount but actually truthfully once I got into it I actually felt a lot better on of course it. you did yeah 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 and that it, makes sense I felt so good on it that I was like I'm gonna keep doing this as soon as I have <laughs> like, maybe I'm staying on this diet no that did not happen out the window yeah if anyone was to take away my mashed I basically lived off mashed potatoes and bisto gravy for the first like about 16 weeks I reckon it was the only thing that settled my my nausea like every oh. single meal my husband would be like what should we have tonight and I'd be like just some mash please yeah whack a bit of bisto on the top I mean <laughs> it's <laughs> awful when you think about it but it really did make me feel better and if anyone said I couldn't have that I think I would have ripped their head off no it is hard it was hard <laughs> I, was, um, I was quite motivated as well though because it, it meant that I didn't necessarily it doesn't and yeah. it doesn't work this way for everybody but necessarily have to be medicated and even though it was just the last couple of weeks it yeah. meant I could control I was able to control my diabetes with my diet so yeah. um yeah which again it doesn't always go that way and I might have had to have had uh, drugs and if, maybe if I'd known about it for longer I might have done but actually it was it was nice to not have to do that yeah you um you mentioned um after having the baby you you obviously were at home for like three months and didn't leave the house leaving the house for any new mum is a massive deal like I remember the first time I left the house with my you know with my eldest Axel it felt like just unachievable like you you go through all the things you need um you know you need to take and it feels like such a big deal so after three months and it actually feeling dangerous to go outside how was it for you the first time that you know you took Isla out you know to a cafe or to you know somewhere where there were going to be other people oh gosh I to be honest it still feels difficult sometimes and and most of the time actually I mean we do I mean we're out walking all the time and that's become really normal to go just go out for a walk which is lovely and so necessary um but yeah I don't know there's still it's still difficult I actually um, went over to my mum's yesterday and I'm like okay what do I need and I showed up with so much stuff like so much more than I need because I still haven't really sussed out what I'm like the things that I, I guess would become normal faster just it still it feels like a mission to me um yeah, I don't know. I remember the first time because I hadn't been in any shops or anything and I had to go to Boots to get some bits and pieces and I was, oh God, I don't know. I just felt, I can't even explain it, just really vulnerable, I guess, and really like, yeah, but also kind of on the defensive a bit, which is a thing that I feel like maybe some of us have developed which is that I don't like so much which is like stay I definitely feel less like this but at the time I was literally like stay away from me I felt really like anti-everybody and I it's not it's not good I think my um 
it was my little brother as well who got a bit worried because I said to him, I genuinely can't imagine that I'm going to ever let anybody else hold Isla or pass her to anybody. And then he was like, "Uh uh-oh, sound the alarm, right? We have to do something Mm. about this. And Mm. he kind of gave me that loving push in the right direction to actually see, you know, to see my mum properly, to let mum hold her and to have some help. And I'm really, really glad we did that and kind of break that because that was, we were going down a difficult road. I don't I haven't really spoken about that before, but it was just, uh, I just got so protective. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think, oh, I think it's just been a period of kind of adjusting and, you know, just slightly pushing pushing the boundaries at a time mm. where as a new mom you need to and you need people and you need to get out yeah. and you need to take your kid to a coffee shop and do things have little anchors that feel normal and and yeah. all of that but at the same yeah at the same time we're in an environment where everybody's saying don't go near anybody don't you know because we need to protect ourselves and our family and our so it's this huge kind of contradiction I think it's, yeah. it's, it's mad isn't it because like you said it's a complete juxtapose it's like it's it's not the natural way or the way that it kind of should be and obviously when you enter motherhood like you said it's people popping around all the time bringing you stuff and meeting up with friends and going for walks in parks and even like the lovely old lady that leans over the pram and goes wow isn't your daughter cute or whatever Mm -hmm. um you don't want any of that because you're trying to keep yourself safe like you said something in your brain is saying there's threat now where there wasn't threat before yeah. and we're already I believe in that sort of heightened state as as mothers anyway it kind of switches on and apparently unfortunately doesn't ever switch off again that we're kind of scanning the horizon for any potential you know danger um but yeah I think it's really intensified or it certainly was in that period so I think during that period so it's definitely something I'm just keeping in check and just continuing to kind of push the boundaries of what we're doing and what you know we're comfortable with and just uh easing up Uh, yeah it's hard to find the words really but just being aware of it that that's a you know thing I think we'll be right back after the short break Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We all know how a Christmas carol begins, but you've never heard it like this. Marley was dead to begin with. Dead as a f- doornail. Now, I don't know why a doornail, they've never had any life to begin with. But bottom line, Marley is dead. 
A Christmas Carol, The Rude Retelling, read by Brian Harvey. Listen to the uncensored version out now. Find it wherever you found this podcast or go to podfollow.com slash Scrooge. Buff humbug. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Well, firstly, thank you for being so open and honest yeah. with us. If you haven't discussed that before, like it's it's going to help a lot of people because there'll be a lot of parents listening to this who absolutely feel the, the exact same way, um, yeah. who've given birth this year and are having all of those fears. And I guess um, the question is, do you think you had some postnatal depression tied in there? Was it baby blues? Was it just fear of the virus or what do you I, think? Or I think anxiety, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm probably a bit, post, a bit of postnatal anxiety. I yeah. would imagine just yeah. self, self-diagnosing off the cuff. Um, I tend to sort of lean that way, probably, if I'm going to go anywhere. I don't know. I mean, is there one without the other? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I was certainly – I didn't have a diagnosis of it, but mm. – my husband and I definitely are accepting like all the support we can get, and we talk to a therapist and uh, a, and and all of and to help us work through these things. Like I always, yeah, we started actually doing that while um, I was when I first became pregnant because we'd always planned to when we were um, getting married. We were like, oh well, we don't go to church, so there aren't really marriage. Um, uh, so we don't have a marriage course to go to. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh well, let's go for cu- a bit of couples therapy and just really. Uh, you know uh, make sure we're going into this with our eyes open and our you know with the wow that's amazing communicating yeah I think that's amazing because there's so many different languages that we can talk to each other as a couple you know it's five different languages of love that and and each of us require a different language and if we don't know how to talk to the other person or if we don't really know the full kind of um landscape you know we jump into it and suddenly we're in it and we're like well actually I don't know how to talk to this person or I don't know how to love this person I don't know what this person needs or wants like that's I think everyone should do it so healthy oh it was good it was the best thing really really was so we ended up we went a bit uh when um yes when I was pregnant we had a few sessions in the early stages and then we do you know we just know we have an amazing lady and she's there for us when we we need to check in and that's been an absolute especially with the year it's been just been essential and yes it gives us that dialogue I think um yeah which helps yeah. so much have you found that your relationship has changed since you've become parents Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very insightful of you, that G. No, it's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, like you obviously you were going into it quite prepared because you'd you know you'd, you'd spoken to someone, but it's so different you're when you're still, actually in it, isn't yeah. it? Like you think, oh, we're totally on the same. We're page. so on it now. We're doing we're all the right parent things. the same. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But when you then you're suddenly in it, and like these little things occur, like you were saying, you couldn't imagine someone else holding Isla yeah you know it's not it isn't always how you envisage it to be no exactly and things crop up that you just cannot anticipate and yes and so we're very like oh yeah we've done this and so we're doing the right thing we're on the right tracks and then life happens and it's you know not what you expect um yeah so no it's definitely has it definitely has I mean god in so many ways uh I don't even know where to start but (laughs) I think the like we're more honest with each other than we've ever, ever been. There's kind of, 
in some ways like zero boundaries in this house yeah Yeah. there never was but in in a way that we kind of did but you know there's never a door shut really it's quite hard to have any either of us have any privacy at all oh god Ali I'm the same we've even when we've got people in the house I'd pee with the door open now I'm like just shut the fucking doors because I never do it (laughs) 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 yeah come becomes completely normal but then part of me I quite weirdly like strangely like it (laughs) is that weird yeah but I like that it's like that easy and comfortable you know there's that level of kind of comfort in the house although you know sometimes it is really important and nice to shut the door and just have five minutes to yourself and that's yeah that's got to be allowed um yeah I don't know yeah apart from all everyone peeing in front of each other I think (laughs) (laughs) the end of this discussion about um poo and nappies and uh yeah who's pooed who's eaten you know I don't know it's just uh I can't, I can't even find the words no um, I think you've described it perfectly actually there's yeah. not much time for the two of you do you do you ever um take the time out to kind of even if it's just sharing a meal at home or god 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 forbid going out to a restaurant to have a date like what does that look like we are definitely longing for that I think oh, yeah. um we haven't been out yet uh we haven't had a date yet a date night and we really need it so we've definitely that plan is we're putting that plan into action um amazing for sure, for sure. Um, we'll yeah. come and babysit. Me and George will come yeah, around and take Isla out. Don't worry. That would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, we don't even joke. We'll take you up on that. Um, yeah, so just having a bit of time for us is definitely, it's definitely important. And I think with us as well, because we're in this situation where we're sort of working from home, co-parenting, so we're really juggling a lot all the time. It's just finding those moments to fall into step with each other. So sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like we're on, you know, we're just working so hard and you know keeping trying to keep all the everything all the plates spinning um yeah that you know when David say like now he's gone out for a walk with Isla sometimes even if I'm knackered I just think I'm gonna go and I want to go for that walk and just so we can chat and have some time and so I feel like we're in step with each other for an hour or two um yeah. I think that's really important yeah. that's lovely that's really lovely isn't it because otherwise you get like even though you're so knackered and he's probably saying to you look why don't you just go and shut your eyes for an hour and you, you want to feel part of it and you want to take yourself out of the home environment where it is just nappies peeing with the door open and not much time for anything else like <laughs> it up. that's nice isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the same in every household though Ali don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> and work-wise um obviously you don't have a traditional maternity leave being no. in the industry that you're in did you have a plan for you know how long you were going to take off and what does that look like now oh we had ridiculous plans like when I look back <laughs> like what the hell were we even thinking I was literally like it's all right you know if one of us tours we'll all just go you know we'll pack up the baby we'll pack up the car and we'll just do that and if yeah. you get you work mm. abroad if I get a job abroad then obviously that will just happen and I don't know what yeah I just had this sort of image that every and maybe it would have had life have been different you know we I suppose part yeah. of what we do is that we are very adaptable and and resilient really so um like I was just thinking like cockroaches right now there'll be no one left at the end of all of this but actors who have somehow survived <laughs> <laughs> strange. a strange thought um yeah <laughs> that's a brilliant thought isn't it just like everyone's gone but just the actors scrambling the around actors yeah yeah the actors made it through <laughs> yeah because they're such survivors um yeah I don't we we'd have sussed it out somehow but no I mean as it's transpired the industry's kind of in a really strange space and I don't really know 
what the way back looks like yet um I know there's some there's a few things shooting and there's a couple of shows that have opened uh but there's yeah it's not it's going to be a while I think before it's anywhere near what it was um yeah so yeah we just spent this period period thinking okay well what can we do and what else can we do and so you know, David um, spent the first lockdown building a, re- a home recording studio so we can do our voiceovers and wow. um, yeah, which is really handy. And I write, uh, write for Baby Center, write, I've written for Baby Magazine and um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know, part of what happened with me, I think, was when uh, at the beginning of my pregnancy, when I was saying, you know, work suddenly really slowed down and I did my last filming yeah. job when I was 10 weeks pregnant yeah. and then you know part of me was like oh this is so crap you know why aren't now I understand why I played pregnant so many times because they're not hiring the pregnant women to do that to do it yeah um why do you uh, think that is that's bizarre oh, I don't know I insurance maybe I don't that's a total stab in the dark but um I don't know I just they just don't I think it's this I really don't know. I think it's a big subject, really. Yeah. Um, but maybe just this, oh, well, she's pregnant, so she's kind of parked, you know, she's shelved yeah. a bit. That's yeah. the feeling yeah. I got. But I don't know if that was a sort of emotional response to what was happening. But at the same time, I was so, so sick that actually when I was on the film set, I was like, I don't know if this is where I should be right now. And mm-hmm. they yeah. are notoriously really hectic. It's a, always a real scramble, really, really long days. Um, and and actually, for for me, it also didn't feel like the place to be. So I kind of made the decision that I wanted to be, that I was going to use my own voice more and say yes to anything that came up that was me being me. So whether, you know, like today being on a podcast or writing in my own voice or um, yeah. whatever it was that I was, that I wanted to go down that road. And that's what I started doing. And it's kind of built from there, really. Um, it's really interesting that you talk about that because when I found out that I was pregnant with my second um I I do my radio show at heart and you know they've been absolutely amazing to me I had booked a job um and we were supposed to be filming in Florida and I found Mm -hmm. out and this whole you know lot of filming was going to be um on like roller coasters and I had to do like a skydive and I was like oh shit I was like what do I do like I didn't want to tell anyone and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go and oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then my agent was like, no, 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 you have to tell them because you won't be able to go. But there was something inside me thinking, oh, they're just going to park me and put me to one side. I'm not going to be able to do that. So all these things go around our heads, I think, when we find out that we're pregnant because it's yeah. not as straightforward. And I think we need to start talking about that more to kind of For normalize sure. it. Like life doesn't stop the minute you find out you're pregnant. Um, and no. it doesn't mean you can't do your job and it doesn't mean you can't, you know, perform or, you know, turn up and show up. There just might be little things that are, you know, i.e. morning sickness that are slightly affecting you and tiredness and stuff. But surely we're living in a world now where we can understand that a little bit more and support yeah. it. Absolutely. Absolutely what you just said. And I really hope that that maybe that will be something that comes out of this period as well, that there's just a way now everybody's working from home more the way we structure our days is completely different everyone has to kind of show up how they are as well you know you'll be on a zoom meeting with someone and there'll be their kid running around in the background and every you know we just kind of have to come as we are and rather than also trying to compartmentalize it and think oh that's my home life so that I'll you know put that in that box and and this is how I show up professionally and it's like actually what's become more and more important for me is to show up as a 
with all of that kind of in a more integrated place you know I'm yeah. a mum I'm an actor I'm all of, you know I'm a mess I'm tired I'm <laughs> also <laughs> you know what I do. I'm a kind of a big mix of all of it <laughs> yeah no do you know what you're so right actually and I think you know for people who work in like a more traditional like office environment it's been a huge thing like before you know the nine to five just didn't fit for parents really like it's it's so mm. difficult um you know when you're you've got school pickups and and you know your boss is is on your back because you've been to the Christmas show and all that kind of stuff and I think this year for sure people are realizing you can have both you know it, you and we can make it work and there's always that there's the saying isn't there that if you want something done then give it to a busy mother because she'll she'll Absolutely. she'll find a way and she'll find yeah. the time it's a strange thing that happens seems to happen with us as well that's like okay I've had a baby what else can I do now like I feel yeah, like yeah. when you do or maybe often to the, it's, you know not the easiest end up taking on more and more and more so kind of have to watch that as well but um I do think that we have this amazing resilience and this um uh, ability to I don't know recreate things reimagine things you know and so I think it's why you find so many mums that have started up a company run it you know have a mum brand have a you know start a new business lots of entrepreneurial parents that have thought well my old life actually doesn't work with this with our new setup so what what can we do and uh people sort of seem to have this amazing capacity to evolve and you know change develop new ideas Oh, well, I knew you'd be brilliant, but I didn't think you'd be this ace. Um, listen, before we let, before we let you go, um, we would, we, we like to ask a couple of things at the end of the podcast. Should we do advice first, Georgia? Yeah. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given this year or that you would give to someone else who's about to become a parent? Okay. Do you, do you know, the first thing that popped into my head, I saw my next door neighbor the other day over the garden wall and, um, I was like, oh, I'm knackered. Isla's not sleeping, blah, blah, blah. And she's she's like, they, they don't sleep. They just don't sleep. And anyone that tells you that babies sleep through the night is lying. She's like, I don't know why they do it, but people lie. <laughs> sleep <laughs> like was, a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and it just made me feel so much better because I think I'd been feeling like I was failing in a way because my baby's not sleeping you know, seven till seven through the night. So it must be because of my choices or it must be something I'm doing or not doing. And now I need to invest in some kind of training or do something. And it's just made me think that actually she's just doing her baby admin. This is what it is. It is tiring. It's really tiring. But what might be time time better spent for me might be making sure I've got some support in the day so I can have a break and, yeah. you know, just finding other ways to contend with it all but also taking yeah. alleviating that pressure of I'm failing and not battling exactly. those feelings as well as being tired is just really, really helping, to be honest. Absolutely. I mean, they just do what they want to do, to be honest, don't they? When it comes down <laughs> to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, if we could get your five or, you know, if you don't have five, just as many products that you uh, you absolutely swear by um, okay. that you're kind of using nonstop that you have been using since baby arrived. Okay. Um Yes, one of my absolute favourite things is we've had the schnuggle, schnuggle, <laughs> why are we saying <laughs> funny voice? Um, next, uh, what's it called? Aircot next to the bed. And that's been amazing because Isla's, she's nine, nearly nine months, but she still sleeps in the room with us. But it has, uh, you can extend it to make it a bigger cot. So randomly yes. I looked in the cot one day and she was like nose to nose with the mobile because she was sitting suddenly sitting up. Um, so we made it bigger, but it's still 
you know we can still have it in the room and I really yeah. like that so that's ace uh Ethan the fox I don't know if you've come across oh, I don't know Ethan the fox. little fella but he's a little <laughs> um orange fox who it's a teether and he's brilliant and really brightly colored and so she just absolutely loves Ethan um so yeah I really recommend Ethan the fox uh, the best nappy bin in the world uh for we've had a couple of different ones but the one that has stood the test of time is uh angel care they do an amazing nappy bin so we've oh yeah we had that do you yeah. like yeah it's good isn't it yeah I even think like through the summer when because we've uh, oh, bedroom yeah. in the loft like that could have been bad times oh. um <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just thinking for going back oh gosh oh, yeah God. it's the worst yeah so that that was ace like really recommend that what else have we got that's amazing uh vital baby this a friend of mine said get the uv um sterilizer and so it's like all of these things they're really super useful when you need them so like the first six months of sterilizing everything um that was just brilliant because you can throw everything in it and it just does the job um so yeah vital baby uv sterilizer oh we've got a fun um buggy that's a Thule one um it's a three-wheeler like off-roady one nice people, I believe people use it for running um oh, I do wow. not use it for running <laughs> <laughs> like, there is no running at the moment but there is a bit of off-roading on the river path and it can handle that so it's really I love it it's brilliant amazing brilliant yeah. that's great yeah, that's that. yeah all ones we haven't heard before as well so that's really oh, good great. there you go brilliant <laughs> yeah um Ali thank you so much for coming on you sound like you're absolutely smashing it and and listen and I think you've really helped loads of people listening today who've obviously had babies this year because what a year it's been but um bonkers but we'll get through it and yeah we will like there is yeah baby steps baby steps um thank you thank you for having me oh she's so lovely isn't she yeah she is and you know what I think so many people who've had a baby this year will relate to a lot of what she said especially like you know there's things that you and I just wouldn't consider and think about you know for us gosh the clubs aren't open and you know you might not get to see your midwife face to face but actually the impact that that has on you know you not being trusting of other people holding your baby like that is such a natural thing to come out of the circumstances yeah and I'll be completely honest with you after Luna was born does a obviously was playing rugby and didn't get any paternity leave probably the same as James because yeah. of sports um, and the, the days in which the health visitor or the midwife came I looked forward to them I knew that somebody was going to be with me for an hour making sure yeah. that I was okay you know somebody was going to be taking Luna off me and letting me have a rest just not holding her you know if that was taken away from me that would have been yeah. really 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 hard it's just I another know. hurdle that you've got to get over so I, I think yeah it's definitely made me think about this year and think more I guess about the, the women that are really going through it like we are here for you if this is you and you're nodding um please do drop us a message anytime if you if you need a bit of support um, yeah absolutely and as always we would love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast and if you could give us a little five star review that would be amazing yes please do and if you have any suggestions for guests that you've seen that you think would be great then please drop us a message at made by mummers or on zoe's own channel at zoe hardman and we will see you on friday we'll see you then normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.